What's up? It is Tuesday, December 14th. Making our way through December. Got a lot to talk about today. A lot going on. And I don't know, Kyle. How are we going to fit it all in today? I don't know. Let's just go for it. I don't Time even to bounce. Know. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If it's said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees. Tip my hat when it's time for the kill. Ain't no beast when you really will. I do it all. What about if we had a second horn that's like a polite horn? So the first horn is like, I hate you. But then the second horn is like, excuse me, the light is green. Effortless. It should go without saying, but don't bang it. All right. That, what, can you hear me? Kyle, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We tried to do something <laughs> tricky this morning on the podcast and start off with a little clip from a show that Kyle is in love with as of last night. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. So, so um, no, I'm flipping through. I found the football game and I was like, this looks boring. Uh, so I go two channels down and there is a show called American Auto, which got to check that out. <laughs> got to check that out. To check that out. And it's two minutes in already, and and the very first scene that we're watching is them in a conference room talking about EVs and coming to market with a self-driving vehicle. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is right up the alley, right? (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Let's go. So it's kind of – it's a show that's kind of Office-esque. You know, the the creator of – supermarket i think was the show has created this so it's kind of jabby pokes fun at a lot of like pc type items as well as uh some autumn some automotive specific stuff but the scene that you just heard that actually kind of the start of the scene that you just heard was a scene where they were kind of ruminating on how to redesign this new vehicle and I love, you know, the 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 whole premise of like trying to think outside the box, but really it's just two horns. The best part uh, about that scene and the part that I want to provide commentary and what really kind of hooked me, the, the minute I said to, uh, to my wife, oh, this is my show, is they're going around the room and all the corporate people are like, oh, we should do this. And they're nerding out on all these new features. And then this guy in the background that came from the factory over on the side goes, <clears throat> excuse me, and kind of like rolls up into the conversation <laughs> and says, so I know I didn't graduate with a college degree or anything like you stuffed up people, <laughs> but coming from a commoner, a guy that just drives cars, the reason I love cars is because they're just fun to drive. So who the heck would want a self-driving car? Because the fun in a car is driving it oh and i was like so good. man what a what a like shout to you know what what like like getting back to the roots of like driving and and being in a car and then everybody was like oh and i love the freedom of a car and and then it was all of a sudden this like championing of the reason why so much of so many of us love cars or love the automotive industry and it was like, and it was this total rub against the OEM. And I, <laughs> so I loved it. I it thought it was it so just, good. It just worked. So that's uh, American Auto on, what is it, NBC? What is yes, it? Yes, NBC. NBC. American yep. Auto on NBC. And did you just hear my system alert? Because I have mixed minus on? Yes. No. No. <laughs> okay, good. Didn't. Good. Hey, we're all kinds of technical <laughs> technical difficulties today. Um, but... We hope that that give you a little spur. It's fun to see culture reflect something that we talk about all the time, every day. We think yeah. about it every day, right? Car people, 
our people. Car people are our people. Maybe that's a new slate. Car people are our people. There you go. And- yeah. If, and, and here's the thing. Like, I, I noticed like halfway through the show, there's a good chance that a lot of people that aren't in automotive are like, they're, uh, what is that part? You know, what, what's funny about that? But if you're in automotive, you just, you totally own and understand it. So, uh, you know, check it out. It's a little crass, but it's fun. And uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a show about automotive on primetime TV, which is, which is fun. Speaking of automotive people in pop culture. Segway. I don't know. Actually, a lot of people have probably already heard this, but Elon Musk being named Times Person of the Year for 2021. So let's just, let's just take a tally here for the auto industry over the last 12 months. We have now claimed the world's (laughs) richest person, right? Is a car guy. And now a car guy is Times Person of the year. And this wow. has been met with no lack of controversy and naysayers, which is personally, uh, I find it very entertaining because when you see like NBC, speaking of NBC, we can do it. Stop. No, we're not going to do it twice. But NBC <laughs> News' article on this says Elon Musk is Times 2021 person of the year, period. He doesn't deserve it. Come on, NBC. <sighs> Come on. So, of course, I had to go and start to look at what everybody's saying about Elon Musk's naming. And so, like, I thought it'd be fun to go to the Washington Post, right? He goes, oh, okay, what does is, what is Bezos' own newspaper, you know, say about Elon Musk? Huh. And, and their article yeah. is uh, pretty factual, right? It's nice to see something factual come from the Washington Post. Um, and they did accuse him of spreading misinformation about the coronavirus and its risks. So, of course, we got to go there. But it's interesting to see the polarizing figure that he is because Elon Musk is a bit of an enigma to culture or, or, you know, kind of this modern progressive culture in the sense that making vehicles electric was something that, you know, one big segment of, of, you know, the population, the voting bloc cares a lot about. And so it's like you're the hero and then everyone's like, well, we're not so sure because you've made a lot of money. So <laughs> right. Yeah. So now no, we have to hate you. Interesting. And then even in automotive, I think you see a dichotomy of like some people are like, yes, we own the car guy gets all this stuff. And others are like, you're destroying but I hate this. <laughs> I hate you're destroying everything that we believe in. Right. And so there's this constant back and forth. But here's the thing. When you think about the news this year, I mean, we keep talking about this, the news this year, what's influential who moves things? I mean, the other article this morning is Dogecoin is up again because Elon's going to accept it on merch, right? So, <laughs> you know, like how influential does your word become? You know, so thinking a person of the year, I think it's super impactful to see that that's the, that's kind of what's driving so much of it's, culture. It's these his days. brand. It's not his word. Right. It's his brand. Right. And mm. time, time, you know, it's not an award, I guess. It's more of like a designation. You know, right. it's a designation of influence. It's saying like you are someone who has influenced culture, not just, you know, U.S. culture, but they're with global implications. Remember last year it was Biden and Harris, right? Times person of the year. I remember, I remember back, I don't know, it was many years ago now when I think they were considering making Osama bin Laden the person of the year, which was obviously met with a ton of controversy. But because, right. yeah. because the point is like this is someone who has influenced the way we live. Right, the way we live, and so. Right. But what I have heard from the who I deem to be some of the savviest people in the retail automotive industry is an admiration for Musk, right? And saying like, this is a formidable competitor, and formidable yes. competitors, formidable competitors are great for all of us 
because they're going to help us figure out what we're really made of, right? We're going to learn from them. Yeah. We're going to compete against them. And, you know, if it's the last breath we have, we're going to win, <laughs> you know? And so I think if you're in the car business and you're, you're looking at Elon Musk and looking at him in a way that's, you know, kind of vindictive, I think you need to recalibrate a little bit. It's my, it's my opinion anyway. And I think the opinion of a lot of good people that you see in the troublemakers are like, hey, let's, let's learn. Let's learn and let's take the opportunities that he's now teed up for us um, and go for it. Like, what's, what's the word from Toyota? Speaking of teed up opportunities. Time. Yet another manufacturer, CEO, announces their plans for EVs and battery-powered machinery in Toyota to invest $35 billion in getting 30 EV models rolled out by 2030. I don't believe so it, So they're Kyle. paying attention. I've never heard anything like that come from a manufacturer before. <laughs> You're like, no. That's really? A, yeah. <laughs> you know, Toyota has definitely... They're definitely... They, they, in my perception anyway, they're kind of like the more like measure twice, cut once before they say something. Yeah. They're going to re- like they've been a little bit slower or the public perception has been a little bit slower of them actually getting to the EV announcements and the EV like adopting it fully. But one thing's for sure about Toyota, when they chart a course, boy, are they able to execute. No, but if you look actually at Toyota over the past, like uh, really six or seven years, and some of like the plants that they're building, uh, the relationships that they're managing, um, you know, they, they have been kind of, they've been, everybody else is just starting to talk about it. They've been setting it up so that they can talk about it. It's like, mm-hmm. I think about it like an Apple type perspective, right? Is that Apple goes and develops it. And it's interesting. They'll be late to market on like new phone camera technology right, or, or screen or something like that. Yeah. yeah or, or a screen technology. They'll be like a year behind the market, but they'll execute it a little bit better. And I think Toyota might, might actually be the one that's kind of uh, moving in that direction from just an OEM uh, perspective over, uh, overall. It's a great sure. correlation. I, I never thought about it that way, but that's so true. You know, and it, it was back to like, hey, back in the day, it was like if Steve Jobs says you don't need it, guess what? You don't need it. You don't need it. <laughs> right, right. But Apple main, right. maintained this brand uh, perception of being on on the forefront. You know, my, right. my son who is into gaming, he's always always on me about, you know, refresh rates on the screens. It's like, finally, they caught up to here. Me and my gamer friends have been doing this. I'm like, yeah. How's how's the how are all installing all the patches going? How's that working right. for you? Right. All right. We won't get into that conversation. We won't, we won't get, get too deep. Because now I'm realizing like all my friends that are in tech. I can pick them out because they don't have iPhones. I'm like, oh, you, you must be yeah. really smart with tech. Why? Because you have full control over that device, and full control would ruin me. <laughs> yeah, all your IT people don't have iPhones. That's I, just a I shout needed, out John Acosta. Yes, I needed, I needed <laughs> Steve Jobs to tell me what I needed, and I didn't. I just exactly. did. I did. <laughs> well, let's, let's continue to talk about um, kind of the transition. We try to give you a good perspective on changing mentalities outside auto as well. And a uh, Wall Street Journal article is talking about uh, the name of the, the article is that big office building question mark. It's an e-commerce warehouse. Now it says more companies are making remote work permanent, forcing developers to convert old office buildings into warehouses. And it talks about Allstate uh, corporation, the insurance company selling most of their Chicago campus with all their interconnected buildings and like the really nice grounds and all the parking. 
And basically, they just reached a deal to sell more than 3 million square feet. And the developer that bought it is going to change it, uh, convert it into e-commerce warehouses and other logistics facilities. And quote, he says, I didn't think I would ever live in a world where industrial land is worth more than office land. But here we are today. He's paying $232 million for 232-acre parcel. A million an acre. I mean, it's got buildings on it, but. Right, right. Well, I mean, okay, so translate that one just from an a, a, a like overall retail perspective it's quite obvious where the push-in is right where where things are headed mm-hmm. but like translate that to auto and you and i have been talking a lot about and and you talk about in your manifesto and i i talk a lot about like creating stores that are inventory holders that are delivery centers right and you know how do you how do you envision your dealership differently in an e-commerce world where typically the showroom was the center of office space or engagement but and as customer experience yes but as you transition that becomes more digital and the showroom or delivery center or merchandise warehouse really mm-hmm. right which is what your land is there for like takes on a new role in the, the commerce uh, ecosystem. Right. And so, especially for those that are, I just think about every single OEM and dealer partner that is looking at building, right. And looking at, you know, the OEM asking them to build over the next two to three years. Yeah. Please, please, please here's think about this exact scenario, right? How all state buildings are being transitioned to e-commerce. What does that mean for your dealership? As you build or remodel, yeah, how do you remodel? It says or a build couple things under, under that perception. It, it actually says a couple things. It says something about work culture and what people expect, but it also says something about the the transforming retail environment and delivery. Right, you're taking mm-hmm. because in one instance you're taking Allstate. Think it's an insurance company. It's a call center. It's executive offices, and it's taking that element that it's saying that's moving back into the communities, into the houses into the decentralized area and it's taking retail, which was historically very centralized and in the communities, taking it out of the communities and it's putting in the uh, warehouse. It's a really weird transaction when you look at it that way. And so thinking, thinking through that, if anything, like you said, Kyle, like OEMs with building requirements, dealers, like you're asking people to make 15 year, 20 year decisions and 20 year investments on a landscape that you can see changing before your eyes. So not that we have much pull in there, but we know that people that listen to this have pull. Um, before we wrap it up for the day, we got a couple of fun things to talk about, about our live uh, year-end extravaganza on Monday the 20th. If you haven't heard, we're having a massive live stream. Uh, let me just say this. We've secured the band. Yes, there's going to be a live band. And yes, <laughs> again, if you at some point during this live stream don't think to yourself, what the heck am I watching? Then we've done it wrong. Uh, so we got the band, Kyle. We also, uh, just as of late last night, secured a pretty important guest. Yeah, really excited to announce that Paul Walzer, chairman of NADA, will be joining us in Let's our go. opening session. So that's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a really good session. We'll get some good insight from him and um, just a, a, a really, really uh you know, true to self, like the organization that he's built uh, from a dealership and then carried a lot of that into NAD. I'm excited to hear his insights as we head into 2022 for sure. So you can go to dealerspushingback.com and register for this event. 
There's a button right on the homepage. Please, please, please join us. Share it with your friends. It is going to be one to remember. And until next time, Kyle, we're going to see you tomorrow. We might just be in Chicago. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stare when they see me. If I said it once, no need to repeat. Run up on me, watch you fall to your knees.